Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Thoughts on Demand. This week, the gang and I talk about aliens, both illegal and extraterrestrial. We then discuss Mo's obsession with white trash chicks and having sex in a car. Then I tell everybody about watching the most awkward moment go down in two men's lives. Alright, please remember to subscribe to the show, share us with a friend, follow us on Twitter, at TOD Podcast, and then also have your friends subscribe to the show as well. That's how we're going to grow our numbers. Alright, thank you everybody and hope you enjoy the show. You got anything you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, what I texted you about. The guy whose grandpa fucking started World War One. I. I don't know if you guys are interested in something like that or no. Uh, is he coming on? Not tonight, but yeah. He said he would love to. Is Okay, wait a second. So this is the guy from the dude. His grandpa's the one that he assassinated that president. So his, his, his grandpa was one of the three people sent on the mission. And when the bomb didn't go off, his grandpa tossed the gun to the guy to shoot the Archduke. Damn. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a secret. It was a, it was a Serbian nationalist uh, movement called the Black Hand that really didn't like Austro-Hungary at the time because they were in control of Yugoslavia. And they, in three years, they, they, like, they started with five members. And in three years, they had over 2,400 members. And they were just kind of like the IRA, but Serbian. Damn. It's a okay. crazy story, actually. Yeah. Like, I was reading really the whole story. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, let's definitely get that dude on. But, uh, right. Jake, you had a story you want to start out with? Dude, so earlier this week, I was talking to one of my buddies. And he's telling me how him and his wife got into this, this argument. And he mm-hmm. was kind of in hot water. I guess he really didn't. It wasn't that. Okay, so here's what happened. He... Uh, he was looking at porn on his phone on like uh, one of the porn sites, like you porn, porn hub, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's telling me that he was noticing. And I'm like, I'm like, first of all, dude, what are you doing with your phone, man? Like, like yeah, I mean, come on. dude, come on. Everybody has an iPad right. now, a laptop. <clears throat> Why are you watching a fire stick? Why are you watching porn on such a small screen when you can have a 78 inch high def vagina? <laughs> so, yeah, right. So anyway, he, uh, he's telling me that I guess it has like, recommended or whatever for him and or whatever like whatever he searched and uh he said for some reason like this this animation shit kept popping up and he's like what the fuck he's like it went on for a few weeks and then i guess he forgot to close out the the app or the Mm -hmm. screen or the browser or whatever and uh i guess his wife went to use his phone to search something and when she opened it it was right there and i guess she's like she wasn't pissed that he was looking at porn she was really bent out of shape that he was watching like cartoon porn because it was on his recommended list. Mm-hmm. And he's like, honey, I don't know why. Like, it was a big fucking deal. Like, he was in deep shit. And he's like, I don't know why the fuck it kept recommending, you know, computer porn. Yeah. So it's called henty or tentacle well, porn. I have no idea. I got no idea what that <laughs> shit is. Anyway, so I guess like two weeks later, his wife was down in his kid's room. He has a teenage son. And he, she's like cleaning shit up. And she found that shit in his room. So he's like, wait a second. So the wife was like, now she's really freaked out. She's like, what the fuck? They're both watching this shit. What the fuck oh. is going on? 
apparently so because they IP address it was the ip address so like and then I'm, so i like he's like he couldn't figure it out and i explained to him like dude it's 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 off the ip address i'm like every every computer in the house it's off the one ip address mm-hmm. and i'm like he's so like he's it's like hitting him and he's like oh shit and i'm like yeah, I'm like so your kid was seeing what the fuck you were searching too. Oh, <laughs> and then so like, he, dude, he just went ghost white. Damn. Like it did I not even hit think him. Think of that. Which, but is the kid thinking of that though? Is the I kid don't thinking know. like because the dad's like, why is this recommending right. mine? This is really weird for what I'm watching. But the kid's newer to porn. You wouldn't be like, <laughs> well, it's just throwing some shit out there. All right, here's wait, the wait, really wait, weird wait. part, man. Because do they have the same conversation of like, hey, I know you're watching the same porn site that I'm watching. That's kind of you know too. what, and I didn't ask him how they handled it, and and how you know if they, if I you know I just stopped because he uh-huh. he was like taken back, and I'm thinking he asked the same question like man do you think he's you know he could figure that out I'm like dude he's a kid he knows more about computers than you do you moron you're fucked yeah <laughs> oh dude that is fucking hilarious that's hilarious but why is the, the other I'd have a bigger question is why is his wife so upset that he's watching this other kind of porn. Because to me, if you're watching cartoon porn, if I found somebody, I don't really care if my wife watches porn or whoever watches porn, but if I was one of those people, I guess the justification would be it's not even real people. It's just fake people. Well, well, see, <sighs> the thing is, there was, ever since the internet like became such an accessible thing, we're starting to hear more and more and more about kids being sexually assaulted by their family members parents you know so when you when you watch cartoon porn i guess like people automatically jump to kids because cartoons are always associated with kids you know so if if you're turned on by cartoons what would stop you from being turned on by kids watching cartoons you know that's true that's true man but hey mo Mo, dude you're you're a huge uh, anime fan dude do you watch this stuff are you able to give us any insight? I don't watch anime porn or cartoon porn. Do I just learned the other day? You guys ever watched that show, Bob's Burgers? I love that show. All right, so you've seen the uh, the episode with the Equestronauts, right? Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize that's a real thing with My Little Pony. Oh right, yeah. I I had no idea. I was like, oh, this is so out and farcical and weird and just it's it's so bizarre that it must just be something that shows writers made up. And I was talking about this episode with a friend. And he's like, "Dude, you know those are real people, right? Like, there are there's a group of people that do this." And I was like, "Oh, dude, my mind yeah. just blew up." I they, was that emoji with the head just having a nuke. They call mm-hmm. each other bronies. What? Dude? What's that? Yeah, they're What's like that? bros, but they're they dress as like My Little Ponies. They call each other bronies. All right, Monir is not from here, so let's yeah, film in. Do, do you know what? Is, do you know what My, my Little, Little Pony, Pony is? No. Okay, My Little Pony is a kid's toy. It's it's like basically like unicorns without the horns. So it's hor- horses that like fly around and complete missions, but it started as like little action figure toys and they have sparkly glittery hair and they're Here. purple and pink. Wait, wait, wait. Real simple way to explain this. You know what Care Bears are? Yes. It's like that, but they're fucking ponies. Oh. F- there it is. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have never heard it explained that way, but it is absolutely true. Fuck My Little Pony, Care Bears, but with horses. Dude, all right, dude, just, there you go. They just marketed that shit two ways. That's all it is. Oh, dude. Okay, so these people dress up as My Little Pony characters, Monier, and go to these conventions 
mm. where they collect the toys and talk. And to me, it's got to be something weird sexual. Like, that just isn't normal. Mm. Yeah. You don't it's kind of like. Say. A, did you ever hear of, like, furries? Like, you know what furries are, right, guys? No. They're, yeah. they're people that yep. dress up like cats and dogs and shit and pretend to be animals and have sex with each other. And they'll do hotel takeovers where in the hotel they'll put litter boxes out for these people. That's that's a sexual thing? Yes. Okay. But I'm it's not, something you know, it, hey, wait, you got to be fair, man. It's not just all sexual for them. It's not, you know, it's not all that. And they're not all that way, but a lot of them are. Yeah, some of it's <laughs> pissing off their parents. Or they're just not... You know, it's just you know different. <laughs> that's a little. That's a little extreme to piss off your parents, don't you think? Because when I wanted to piss off my parents, I would just uh, not answer my phone after midnight and not show up. Curfew. Yeah, but you don't you know, hate that's your how parents. I pissed off my parents. Well, why do? Why, oh, okay. You see that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, that's, that's the difference. You hate difference. your parents and you want to ah, piss them off. You just were pissed right. at your parents, but you love your parents. These people. Right. Hate their fucking parents. Oh, Jake. Just Apparently, sent me a link. here it is, dude. Take a look at this link. <laughs> here you go, guys. The, the Daily Beast, the bizarre. Uh, oh, it told me it's not available. Shit, dude. Oh crap. Yeah, yeah it's not but when, go watch the episode of Bob's Burgers with um, the Equestronauts. And when you watch that show, apparently everything in that show is very, very identical to that. But I don't know, man. Like maybe that's what this kid's into. That that's the weird part to me is just like. How do you get that shit popping up? I guess if he's watching Pokemon, all of a sudden he's like, hey, man, I want to know what uh, Ash looks like with a boner, or I don't know which way he swings. I don't know any other characters. That's why I never I, I mean, but, see, that's the thing. I am so glad I grew up when I grew up, and I'm so glad I like the porn I like, because my fantasy is fucking my secretary, you know, lifting her skirt up. See, the, I'm, I'm Achievable normal. things. I'm fucking normal. I'm fucking normal. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're you're having a very achievable goal though. Like, I want to fuck yeah. my secretary or my neighbor's wife. Like, yes, but yeah. when you're like, yeah, not yeah, even man, my fucking know. neighbor's wife. Like, I don't want to have neighbors. That's the idea, though. Like, oh, I want to okay, build okay. a studio on on a on a land and live on a ranch. Yeah, you want so, the maid to come in in her weird little outfit. You know, yeah, like, hey, sure. Up, the girl? maid, the babysitter, the fucking secretary, even the milk woman. Some places Dude, have milk women. Are there any or the male that you actually watch the storyline to? Uh, no. Like, the storyline is better no. than the actor? Like, no, no. This is I awful. love no. the storyline of, like, I'm a real estate agent and I'm showing you this yeah, house. See, but like, I love that one because I'm like, this is so ridiculous. The acting is so terrible. I watch it just for the acting. Like, Playboy, just for the articles, this kind of stuff, it's just for that, that scene. It's just so wild. People's, I mean, I'm not hating on anybody's sexual fantasies or whatever, but it's just the human imagination, man. Like, what guy said, you know what? I'm going to dress like a fucking cat and get a bunch of friends to dress like dogs and cats. And we're going to have this hotel and we're going to turn it into what? Uh, a shelter? Uh, oh, oh, I don't know. I wonder if they do call it a shelter. Yeah. Is it a shelter? What? What is it? Oh, uh, dude, if it's not, yeah, we have to start. We, yeah, I'm going to reach out to a few of the groups on Reddit. What was yeah. it? That's probably some sort of shaming. You can't probably, you know, you can't say shelter. Oh, dude, I'm not kidding. I'm going on Reddit tonight. I just made a note of it. Reddit, Reddit furries Reddit. And I'm going to ask these people what they call it. Or if, and if they don't call it a shelter, well, I'm I mean, making them put it in Urban Dictionary and crediting Mo. Hey, I'm going to stop this real quick because I got a question for Mo. Okay. Well, you, so we're on the subject of weird things, right? Weird fetishes? I'm not saying yeah. this is a weird fetish, but yeah. Josh says you got a thing for like white trailer trash chicks. Oh, oh yeah, dude. He loves dude. the weird entire So does your brother. So does I, your brother. Oh, okay. I never I never disagreed. <laughs> See? I never disagreed. Oh, man. There's, just, there's some just cute... 
dirty enough white trash chicks. Dirty enough. There's that. <laughs> yeah. That that that, that, uh, That's like, so her shirt has got a spot in it. It doesn't have holes. You know, you can tell she's a clean person. You just. She doesn't she's do laundry. Just, yeah. yeah kind of lazy. I, I think Mo has a thing when they wear a wife beater and you see their bra straps underneath it. Those oh, are the girls. Yeah. It's got to be a black wife beater. It can't be the white one. It's got to be the black one. Oh, like, man. Chiller trash chicks. Oof. Listen to him. Dude. Listen to that. He, dude, he would. On a regular basis, when we'd be out and about, he'd be like, dude, check her. And I'm like, what, dude? She's I, like, she has all her teeth. That I think that was the requirement. She has all her teeth. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't be too far in the white tea yep. realm. Yeah. But no. she had to be that perfect bro, too, dude. She had to drive the pickup truck with the mud tires with uh, the tailgate <laughs> No, no, no bro hoes. No, no. Just white oh, trash. Dude. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of anybody Jake might know. We can name them and I'll, I'll pull it out. Oh, um, man. But who who Jake know that was try? You know what, dude? You had a friend who fits this category perfectly, and I'm gonna try to re- I'm gonna try to describe her. To see if you remember who it was? Yeah, Jake. Okay. You hung out with her in like middle school freshman year. She hung out with this chick named I think Jessica, and they were skaters. And she was I think Candace maybe. Yeah. Yes. I, I really hope we're not yes. fucking broadcasting this. Color people white trash. Oh, I don't give a shit. No, calling no. them. Fuck it. She knows what she is, dude. She knows what she is. <laughs> So it was Jessica wasn't. Yeah. Jessica was actually a really sweet girl, and I think you were hooking up with her. So good for you. Dude, no, I, no, hot. I wasn't. I wasn't that. I was no. We're oh, actually still actually wow. Jessica and I are still we're we still keep in touch on Facebook. She's uh, yeah. See, there you go. When she listens to this, she's like, "Oh, he's a sweetheart." He said I was still sweet. <laughs> no, un- she, un- unprompted. She is. She's an awesome person. Her friend yes. was straight. The kind of William Tom that Monir loves, like. Little bit like she had the baggy shorts on. She had a little gap in her teeth, but they were still kind of cute in a weird way. Blonde. Her hair was that dirty blonde, but it was always up in a ponytail and slightly greasy, just and a little was, bit more than washed. And so she was a skater chick, man. She wears yeah. the you know the Jenko jeans, and I was on rollerblades and grinding pebbles yep. and shit. But see, Monia, this was nineties. This was early nineties, so yeah. you have to remember, like, turn them into the two so, thousand. It's the William Tom that you love. The the Rip Nirvana mm, that's shirt. True. Yes. Mm. I don't yeah. like grungy William Tom because I don't like grunge music. Oh, dude. But she was that – her attitude that if it was her today, it would be the perfect William Tom for you. It would be marriage material. You'd be losing <laughs> it, dude. <laughs> but I'll see it, if I can know, stalk her on Facebook and send you her link, and you'll be like, got, yep, he's absolutely right. We got okay. so much trouble with that group of people, man. I mean, it was just crazy. Oh, I can imagine. Oh. I can imagine. We I, <laughs> we turned a grind pipe uh, like a – they had welded up a tube, just a giant solid, like, it was like a piece of fence pipe. And uh, they wel- they welded it so they could grind on it <clears throat> on their skates. And uh, we ended up turning it into a giant bong. And uh, we did that in their front yard, and the police came, and yeah, it was, <laughs> that was a mess one time. <laughs> yeah, dude. That, that they were they were a fun group because even though I was mm-hmm. younger, they still kind of like incorporated me into crap. Uh, one of them was actually the ones that taught me how to blow like O's out of smoke. They're like here, and they were handing me a cigarette the entire time when I was like twelve years old. <laughs> like here, I'll teach you dude. He loved blowing O's and hookah holes. Yeah. I dated this one William Tom chick. I used to work with her, and uh, Monir will know exactly who it was. She was a straight homie hopper, though, bro. And uh, after she was done dating me, she jumped over to my best, like one, of, well, not my best friend, one of my friends. And uh, I hope yeah, he I doesn't to, listen to the podcast. Yeah, I don't care. I have to have that <laughs> caveat. One of my, he's now an acquaintance. So she was talking to this acquaintance, and uh, anyway, they were they were hooking up, and it was this time period she broke up with him, and she got with this other dude. And she was a skank, and 
what ended up happening is my friend and I kind of made this thing like, hey, dude, she's pregnant, which she was. This other dude, as soon as they broke up, she got with this other dude, and he knocked her up. And we had him believing that it was his kid because the timeline was so close. Oh, you guys are fucked up. Oh, oh man, that's he not went right. for like four months, dude. He was like, dude, it's it, she's pregnant. I see the baby bump pictures she's posting. She's not talking about daddy or anything like that. Like, when is she gonna call me? What's going on? And had him going for a while. Oh with man, it, dude. wow, you're right. fucked up. Oh, oh, it was the funniest shit in the world, wow. man. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I I thought it was great. But you know what, dude? That bitch, I wish I could have gotten a prank on her about this because when I used to work at Target, man, I had this bench in the back that uh, I kind of had back there for me and my buddies. And it, and I had a piece of tape on this door, and it was in the sprinkler room. And we used it as our drunk, like, hungover nap bench. And no one knew that it was back there. It was an extra one when the store was built. It kind of got put back there, and I found it one day when I was having to do something. And I was like, oh, shit. So we would all go back there and sleep when we were hungover. And after I quit, it was kind of my <laughs> legacy. I left for my friends, and I started dating her. And I told her, like, in confidence, like, hey, I have this nap bench back there, blah, blah, blah. Dude, she went in the next day and had that fucker pulled out. What? And I was like, done. What I'm a fucking done. I'm done even trying to be nice to you. Like, you know, this relationship is over. I'm going to see how many more times. No, I'm just kidding. But um, when, uh, when we worked at Target, <clears throat> I worked there earlier. We did a remodel. And when they remodeled the warehouse that I ran, they had a bathroom in the back that they were supposed to remove. But when <laughs> I forget what exactly I did, but somehow they blocked it with a bunch of steel racking. Mm-hmm. And the only way you could access the door, it was just like a one, you know, toilet bathroom. The only way you could access the door was underneath the racking that I had in, in my office. So I actually blocked it with like a tarp and I would keep a pallet of you know supplies and stuff behind the tarp. But you could open the tarp and walk around the pallet and we had a private bathroom. We had oh. a, we had a lock on it and everything and it was just like that where where I'd keep it stocked with magazines and fresh stuff, you know, and spray and you know all the, you know, nice toiletries. And I just gave a couple keys to a few people that I worked with there. And I don't know whatever happened. When I left, I was the last one to leave. I was the only one that had a key. So I don't, you know, I wonder how long that bathroom sat back there all stocked nicely and everything until they finally found it. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And damn, we have this super nice bathroom back here. We need to keep this for ourselves. You know, I actually think that Target's closed now. That was that Decatur store. Oh, that one was in the fucking hood, man. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, we've... Decatur and what? Decatur Nellis. and. Yeah, Nellis. It was, yeah. I, I remember. Oh. Dude, the crazy shit I would find there. I actually, they, we had pine trees behind the store. And so I'd come out of my receiving area and I, there was always people back there. They'd park underneath the pine trees and eat lunch. So one day I was driving around the store in a forklift. So I came from the far end of the store on a forklift back around the building. And I, as I'm driving along the back of the building, I see a truck parked underneath the pine trees. And that's nothing surprising. So I'm flying along in the forklift. And as I fly by, I look to my right and I just see naked bodies. I slam on the brakes of the forklift, and I throw it in reverse, and I pull up right next to this truck, and I just start watching. And I, it went on for a little while, and I realized, what? this is two chicks. And then they realized I was there. They freaked out for a second. They looked well, at me. yeah, because you had your dick in your hand. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I, no, I no. No. no, I'm just sitting there on the forklift. And, uh, man, they, I, I mean, they, they kind of laughed and snickered, and they, got, they, they just fired up the truck, and they drove off naked. Damn, dude. That you was... know, Mo and I used to work at um, a mall, and I was amazed once I started working there how many people fucked in the parking lot. 
And we started making a game out of it, dude. The guys really? that would watch the camera, they'd be like, all right, fuck it. Like, let's see how many people we can find fucking it. And you would search the parking lot. If you saw someone in a car, you'd always stop to see if they were fucking. And the the one guy that was always, um, I don't know if you, Mo, you probably remember him, Ray. He was uh, this old dude. And he always was on in the camera room. And he would always save it off to the side and pull it up and be like, hey, I saw these people fucking today. And he'd record <laughs> it and show everybody. <laughs> yeah, I remember, Ray. So... I know, uh, I know, though, that he, he did get in trouble for it, man, because my, our boss was like, you're not supposed to be doing that. Yeah, yeah, we're supposed to be busting those people. You shouldn't be showing that. And at the same time, like, it was just, I don't know, Mo, did you ever do that? Because now I'm thinking about it. It may have just been the supervisors they showed. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, I, I didn't even care, dude. Like, I just, if you're that trashy that you need to go have sex at a parking lot in a trashy mall, you need more than meat for help. I can't Bro, help you. <laughs> my next door neighbors growing up, I'm not going to play America's favorite game show of Guess What Race, but our, our neighbors growing up, uh, <laughs> the daughter would go out and she would she would be having sex with her boyfriends out there in the car all nah, the time. It's just this... And it wasn't like, dude, there were like a ton of people living in that house. I mean, at certain points, there was eight people living in this three-bedroom house. Dude, no, at one point there was 14. At one point there was 14. Yeah. I... <laughs> I remember I was over there with the kid that actually like their their parents owned the house and they always rented this back room out to whoever was coming, um, and it was kind of like a constant rotation. Anyway, uh, one of the guys, the kid walked in there. He's like, "Hey, let's go steal some money from this dude." I was like, "All right, I guess." He's like, "Yeah, I do it all the time." And we went in. He opened the drawer, and this guy had this giant vibrator, and <laughs> the kid was like, "What is this?" And I was like, "Bro, I'm not touching that. Like, I don't know where that thing's been." He's like, oh, "Screw it." He t- he grabbed it and turned it on and just left it in the hallway, and we left for school. And we got home from school, and his dad was outside waiting for him. And I was like, all right, so, like, this is going to be interesting. And the dad's like, hey, did you go into whatever the guy's name's room was? He's like, did you go into his room? And he's like, no. And he's like, all right, I'm going to ask you again because I need to know. And he's like, did you go into so-and-so's room? He's like, maybe. Why? And the dad was so beat red and started yelling. He's like, I got home from work and I found this vibrator in the hallway dancing around and I had to try to figure out who it was and I started asking. I was like, oh my God, dude. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Oh God, the best thing is, yeah. So, okay, so we tell all these stories of all this crazy shit that happened that we've seen and there's some listeners that are like, there's no fucking way that all this shit goes on in this city. But I just just we can reassure the listeners that Vegas is fucking crazy. The shit you see on a daily basis there, I don't really think the people understand the magnitude of it. Like just the debauchery and insanity that happens in that city every fucking day. And it's really kind of just normal. It, it it's so normal. That's the scary part. Like I tell people some of this stuff. You know, some of my friends are like yeah this this happened and. They just look at me like, what? Like, how are you not traumatized? And it's like, well, that's just daily life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you get a lot of that stuff other places, but I think it's so concentrated there. Because when I lived in Chicago, it was nothing like that. Like, you didn't see that kind of crazy stuff. But mm-hmm. then again, maybe it's because, I mean, that's your life. Maybe maybe kids have that anyway throughout their whole life. I don't know, man. You still had it in your, you know, in your adulthood when you lived there. That's true. You know, it's it, even in your adult life, it's constant to, 
You see a fist fight in a restaurant. That's a normal thing. That shit happens every day, a few times a day. One of the funniest things that ever happened to me in Las Vegas, and by the way, I was down down on the Strip for New Year's Eve, and if you're ever thinking about it, do it once and never do it again because it it just sucks. You get stuck almost like 45 minutes before before the ball or ball drops or before New Year's hits. There are so many people in the street, you literally cannot move. And when I say you can't move, you cannot move. You are stuck there in the spot that you were standing until after midnight. And so there are so many people and you can't move. Is We went down there. We're drunk. We're hanging out. We're standing in the middle of the street. And anybody that's been there, I was standing you know, on Las Vegas Boulevard and Tropicana in the intersection. Streets are all shut down. I'm waiting for the fireworks to start. It's about five minutes before New Year's. And these two drunk guys are standing next to each other. And they're starting to argue. And then they get into a fist fight. And they're beating the shit out of each other for probably a good three minutes. And the fight's finally over. Like, they kind of, somebody, you know, they all kind of broke it up. But you can't move, so it's in this tight little circle. But then they tried to walk away and literally could not move. And so they stood back-to-back angry through the entire fireworks not moving. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I didn't watch Seriously, the fireworks show at all. I was like, I have to watch how this interaction ends between these guys. They literally just got into a fist fight and beat the shit out of each other but cannot walk away from the fight like a normal person in a normal situation. And they're like angry with their arms folded in front of them, kind of down to one side, head down, just looking angrily in front of them, not moving solid statues until after the fireworks. And I, I'm watching uh, the, the lights just explode on and the light, light them up and then they drop into the shadows. Like, I mean, it's, it's like a movie. I'm watching these two and <laughs> stops, blah, blah, blah. Whole fireworks shows over. It's like 12, 10, and all of a sudden, people start to move. Dude, they do not look back, and they walk like a duel, back-to-back, away from each other until they disappear. And I was like, wow. That's going to be the most awkward situation in their lives. And yeah. I'm so glad I was here to watch that. <laughs> you witness some stupidity. Yeah. Man, but this is angry. People do you think it's it the heat? Is it the heat? I think it's the heat and the fact that it's just so, it's such an intense place. Like, all your senses are heightened. It's hot. There's a fuck ton of people. It's dangerous. You know, you, you it's constant all day, and every day. The other part of it, dude, I think a lot of people there are very stressed because no matter what your addiction is, it's there. Mm-hmm. Oh, Drugs, yeah. gambling, prostitution, food. Yeah. I mean, for a lot of people, they have that food addiction foods there there i mean if you really want to go the other way and do like endurance shit they ha- you know it's great hey it's hot as fuck go to death valley and go run that crazy marathon there's there is everything there that really can push you to your limit yeah. and then on the flip side of that you also then throw in some of those you get a lot of radical religious people there because it's sin city they come to try to proselytize and save everybody right and so now you've got the really crazy just degenerates and now you have also the really crazy bible thumpers and hey man a, a, a smaller variation of either of those is fine but when you are the intense polar opposites of each other and now you're intermingling between each other in the city you're i mean that's craziness right do you remember the time that you and I went through the drive-thru at Popeye's Chicken in oh, Las Vegas? Oh, and that lady just lost her shit on you. On me? You pissed her off. She came out to kill me. <laughs> so, Mo, all right, so this, like, we're, we're young, man. Josh is probably, like, 12. I am maybe 17. Nah, I take that back. I have, I have my second car. I was probably, like, 19. And I think I picked That's impossible. Up. What do you mean? 
If Josh was 12, you were 19. Okay, you're right. That's impossible. So, he so I was 14. You were 14. Okay, there you go. <clears throat> so I picked. I think I picked you up from somebody's house, and we were on the way home, and we stopped to get some chicken. Like we, they had opened up a new pop. Is that? I forget what we were doing. That's accurate. But, yeah, it was probably the first Popeyes that I saw pop up in Vegas. It was. Yeah, that was. It was one of the first ones, and we never tried it. So maybe let's go through here, and we pull up to the drive-through, and it really wasn't that busy. And the lady that comes on the speaker, um, man, she was. She, you could tell she was kind of irritated already. And then yeah. Josh just starts, like, she couldn't hear us very well, and we couldn't hear her very well, and then Josh just starts fucking with her and poking the bear and poking the bear. And I think, he, I don't remember exactly what pushed her over the edge, but she ends up screaming, I'm going to kill you, motherfuckers. And she comes flying out of the back door of the restaurant, running at the car, throwing shit. And dude, I'm trying to speed away, but you're in a drive-thru. Like, right, right. It was, yeah, it was, some, in, yeah, it was some intense maneuvering to get away from yeah. this lady. Thankfully, she weighed a few hundred pounds, um, and she couldn't catch us. But God damn, he made her so mad. I mean, she she was at work. She she didn't care. She was going to fucking kill us. Yeah. <laughs> dude, you know one of my I, – I always did this when we were kids. I, I love to prank people, man. I love to mess with people. And most of the time, it's it's completely harmless. And I don't know if you remember this, Jake. After I got my wisdom teeth out, the uh, doctor gave us that weird little syringe. Mm. And it was a regular <laughs> syringe, but it had this little hook on it. And it just kind of hooked at the end. It was to wash out your uh, your wisdom teeth holes. And I was like, man, this thing's kind of weird. I can sit like right here, and I can shoot this thing and hit you across the living room. I was like, oh, I got a great idea. Let's start doing this in cars. So in summer, when people are sitting there with their windows down, I'd be sitting in my car, and I could shoot somebody from like a car and a half back and over. Like, and it's, So no one would ever think it's me. And we would shoot people with this water, and they'd be freaking out. It was always just water. But they'd be freaking out, not knowing where it was coming from, but they could never think that it was us because of the angle this syringe had. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. I also but, drove around with a whiteboard in my car for a while. So if someone pissed me off or something like that, or if somebody was riding in the car with me and it was a hot chick, we could write on the whiteboard and show it to them, show them our phone number, whatever it might be. Dude, that one got, yeah, that was good. Uh, that's some radical thirst shit right there. Hey, baby, <laughs> with the board, your phone number. You, holy shit. That one was occasional. That was, Yeah, that is radical that is, thirst. But hey, I was thirsty, holy, man. Again, oh, my we God. Nerds. That's an under... The That's better ones were like when we'd be talking shit to somebody in the car next to us. Like if they honked and flip us off, you could write a soliloquy on there. Like you fucking queef motherfucker. Just go <laughs> off and hold it to the window. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, man. That and another one, dude. <laughs> we used to do, uh, we ended up calling them 423s later on. But where well, you'd pull up to a stoplight in the middle of summer and you'd roll down your window to get somebody's attention. And they'd roll their window down. And as soon as their window got halfway, you'd roll yours back up. And I loved doing this because in, in summer, dude, it's 118 out. It takes forever for your car to cool down. And then once it's cool, you're like, all right, I, I don't – because if I open my window, it's going to take forever for this car to cool down again. Oh, yeah. And so we would do it and get it to people, and they'd roll their window, and they'd be so pissed. They would be so pissed. What the fuck, motherfucker? Well, <laughs> you got to be I, like their lips. I so, distinctly remember you doing it to one certain individual. I hope you're going to share this. Oh, yes. Okay. So we pulled up to a, a stop sign, and I did one of these signature moves. And so Jake was driving, and I was like, hey, man, watch this. And so we roll it down, and I roll my window back up. And as my window gets just about to the top, I realize that this dude's window just broke. So he <laughs> rolled his window down, and his shit broke on him, and it will not roll back up. 
I have never seen someone get so angry so quickly and so violently <laughs> in an instant. When he realized, like, my window just broke, it's 118 it's going to cost me $200 to get this thing fixed, and it was for nothing. It was for nothing. Because if someone if rolled down your window and you asked for directions and they politely said, hey, the McDonald's you're looking for is two blocks on your left, they'd be like, great, at least I did a good Samaritan thing. This dude rolled down his window trying to be a good Samaritan and realized I was just being a dick, and now he's paying for it. Oh, my God, that shit was hilarious. And Jake had to take off because this guy chased us. Oh, he was so f- He chased us through a few neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. I learned how to drive really well because of this guy. Apparently. Yeah, yeah I just... Yeah. God damn. Dude, mm-hmm. I, so I'm guys, a, yeah. on a on a on a serious note, how do you feel about war with Iran? No, I'm not good. <laughs> I not don't. Good. I don't know enough about Iran. I feel like. Do you remember that Mad TV sketch of the Iraq? Yeah, and then the Iran. That's yeah. your knowledge of Iran. That's that's the extent of my knowledge. And anybody who it's a hasn't fucking seen shoes that, sketch, that runs yeah, Iran. Yeah, go look that sketch up. You'll fucking laugh. It's still hysterical. But that is about my extent of knowledge, man. Oh. Um, I, I don't know enough about that. Okay. Yeah. You know, I. So I had a friend that actually visited there. She went there for two weeks. Why the um, fuck would anybody do that? Dude, this lady was cool, man. She um, she was an older gal that worked at one of the stores that it was my account. And uh, I got to know her over time. And she had a real menial job. But she just, man, did her thing. And, and she she was happy. And Iran visiting no, no, Tehran was one of her lists to do. Dude, she <laughs> didn't. Dude, check this out. So she lived very within, like, she was very minimalist. Right. She had like lawn furniture and stuff that she got up the curb for her furniture. She didn't have a TV. She didn't have a cell phone. But mm-hmm. every year, once once a year for two to three weeks, she traveled to the country and she'd go experience culture. That was her passion in life. Mm. So the last year that I had that account, she went to Iran and she's telling me. And I, like, man, I, she's this like sweet little Midwest white lady. Like, like I don't know if this is necessarily a good idea for you. Like, you know how how are you going about doing this? And she ended up the way you have to do it because you're if you're an American, is <clears throat> you have to have a sponsor and a tour guide. So you have people that are with you all the time, and they can only take you to specific locations that are part of what. Yeah, they like do. North Korea, right? Right. Yeah, but well, no, 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 not quite that bad. So, like, they could go shopping. They could do that kind of stuff. They could go visit places, but, like, um, they, they had to be with them all the time. And they, oh, no. They yeah, weren't yeah. Allowed, well, yeah they Iran weren't is nowhere trip. near as bad as North Korea to begin with. Right. So, but here's what she's telling me, right? She said people were so fucking nice and it was so progressive there. She was floored. They, they like, oh, you're from America, and they they would like they. She actually ended up going to dinner at some people's house that they met at a coffee shop, right? And the guy, you know, their their tour guides were like, "We're not really supposed to do this, but you know, all, all right, I guess we'll you know we'll finagle it a little bit." They had to go to an early dinner, but they ended up going to a dinner. You know, they they just wanted to get to know these people because her tour group was an American tour group, and they just wanted to get to know, like. Yeah, it was I work just... with this Iranian lady, and she was telling me that um, the people it's... hate their con- they hate their government. Because Who the fuck remember... likes their government, though? Well, you got to be careful because Iran surprisingly is very multicultural. It's not just the predominantly 
well, it is, but it's not. Like, there is still Jewish Iranian, Christian Iranian, mm-hmm. uh, and there is a big, uh, oh, I forgot what the religion is called. It's, it's out of Iran, and it's basically a mix of all three, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. And it's mm-hmm. one of them, you know, I forgot what the religion is called, but it's big, right? Uh, yeah, like, there, it's not, Iran is not what you think. No. Well, and it, it, it's a lot different than it used to be. Did you ever see those pictures from, like, the 60s and 70s and the chicks had, like, miniskirts? Right, yeah. Under and... the Shah, under the Shah, it was a very liberal society. There was no mandatory headscarves, nothing. It was a secular society, you know. And then the Islamic Revolution began and the country changed. But, uh, yeah, they're generally nice people. They're generally very close to their culture. Like, there was this, uh, I saw this thing on, I think it was Vice or somewhere on YouTube about this Jewish-Iranian guy who who now just made the parliament. He's in the parliament now. He's Jewish, but he's an Iranian citizen. He was born, and they asked him, like, why don't you go to Israel? He's like, why? I like it here. I like our conservative culture, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I guess... He loves the Iranian culture that much. He doesn't want to go live in Israel, you know, because they asked him, like, how do you feel about the conflict? He's like, I'm Iranian. Israel is the enemy. Uh, all right. <laughs> but you're Jewish. I don't care. I'm Iranian. <laughs> what is my religion? Yeah. <laughs> See, that, they're the enemy. Why? Why are they the enemy? Like what? Really? I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know because Iran and, and Palestine and Jerusalem have nothing to do with each other. And I don't know why Iran adopted the whole, you know, it's just out of spite for the Saudis, you know? I don't know. Maybe they want to claim it because the Saudis have Mecca because they're the Shia powerhouse and they want to just feel like, you know, oh, look, the Saudis don't care about the Muslims and, and I Jerusalem. Feel like- I feel like at some point those societies would just get tired of fighting. They're already they're, tired oh, of it. God. They're already just, sick of it. Hey, wait. I, you know wait, what they need? We're they missing need a tr- point here. It's it's not the societies. It's the governments. Yeah. They have, vest, they have vested interests. It has nothing to do with the people. The people, and that's, that's, that's true. what I was trying to get to. Like, when, when my friend went there, it, it wasn't her, you know, it wasn't her government that went there, and... It wasn't the Iranian government that met each other. You know, it was the people. The people had no problem with each other. Yeah, nobody and, cares. And that's that's what the Iranian folks were saying, though. That well, you see, that's kind of like that's kind of like you know, like in America right now, what we're facing. They're trying to create these fake race p- problems. Mm-hmm. They're trying to create these fake scenarios. You know, one recently was the Justice Mallet one. You know, like what the fuck were you gonna get out of that? It's conquering like, were you divide. supposed to be? Yeah, you know, it's the, and and. To me, like or divide and conquer. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> conquer and divide. So what you're like saying that. is, Iran needs a uniting force. They need their own Zohan. Yeah, or yeah, or like the guy from Wadia. Okay. Yeah. Did you know that Iran actually? Well, they so they're the ones behind the creation of suicide bombing. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, they're the ones in the in the war with That's Iraq. That's credited for, I suppose. That's a hell of a claim to fame. Yeah. So what happened was that uh, this thirteen-year-old kid—I forgot his name—he's like it's mandatory to know his name in Iran. But uh, there was a city about to be attacked by a Iraqi tank, and this kid fucking grabbed the explosives because the the detonator didn't work, and he just ran under the tank and fucking blew himself up. He was a thirteen-year-old kid. And when the when the Ayatollah, the first one, heard about it, he's like, "Oh shit, this is sick! I can use that." So he said, "Oh, his 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 he's in heaven. Heaven is his destination." 
and he started promoting the idea of martyrdom and they started you know and then the sunnis adapted it later now obviously stuff like that this is heavy for me yeah stuff like that has been used by kamikazes the whole suicide on impact you know it's not the first time that one person would sacrifice himself but the the method is definitely the iranians yeah I wonder if in like King George days, if there were this, there, there was their equivalent of suicide bombers, like the guy that's like, I'm going to sacrifice myself. I am jumping in the catapult mm. and lighting myself on fire. Yeah, exactly. No, Hold I on. don't think so. so. I'm going to change topic. I hope you don't mind, but I think you oh, guys no, I don't really care. appreciate yeah. this one. This actually literally just came across the, uh, the janky newsroom news desk. Okay, someone just sent this one to me. All El right. Paso man, a 73-year-old man, has been arrested for admitting to over the last 40 years abducting over 79 people and anally probing them while disguised as an alien. That is fucking... That's not real. That can't be real. That is fucking... Oh, my God. What do I say about that? Um... I, I, I'm seeing it, it from this one new source. I'm trying to find that out right now, dude, because <laughs> that it can't that can't be real. He's probably a main. He's probably nuts, and he's just that, like a get, guy like yeah. that. Yeah, like well, how do you deal with so. a guy like that? Like I would be given the death order as I'm laughing my ass off on the panel. I feel like how this much guy... did that explain though? Because he did this... it in California, Nevada, New Mexico, and Texas. So Roswell, I mean, I, dude, I I mean. There's a good chance there are a lot of freaky, weird people out there. And when you see a picture of this guy, he's not too far off of looking like an alien already. Mm. Really? Oh, my God, dude. That, that's just way too funny. Oh, dude. So what would you do if you were the judge? Because I would give him the death penalty. Because these are people that are traumatized for the rest of their life. You don't get away with it. But I'll definitely oh, be laughing. Well, I'd have to <laughs> like, interview. I'd have to interview all seventy-nine people because I. You're not the I, fucking DA. <laughs> well, here, here's why I want to interview them. I want to see some records. How convincing was he? Did it fit the descriptions of what people said it felt like to be abducted? Was the probe cold? Was it metal? You know, did he roofie them so that they were in kind of a messed up state? Like, what was it? Or were they like, was it dry anal rape? What kind of probe did he use? What did he use to probe these people? Dude, I'm not even going to bullshit. I'm looking at the guy right now, and if Yoda Can somebody was a, link me? Can somebody link me, yeah, please? It, yes, I'll get you. If Yoda was a human, this this is Yoda. Right. Okay, right? Right? When you see this <laughs> I got to see this. Okay. Yeah, dude. He For real, though, he, he does look like Yoda. That's the scary part. If he just painted his face green, what yeah, he I mean, said. That's his costume every fucking Halloween. He can go trick-or-treating as Yoda. Dude. I mean, you, you know how many contests this guy could win? So many. So, so many. fucking many contests. He looks more like an elf with them fucking ears. Yeah, but picture him green, dude. Just picture him green. Picture him I, you green. know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to put this on our uh, I'll put this on our Twitter. I'm going to superimpose a picture of this guy and superimpose a picture of Yoda next to each other. Yeah, it's because of the ears. Yeah, and then you can kind of judge. He's I'll see if I can find man. a really I mean, I I literally have Yoda right in front of me right now, so And how close is it? It's pretty damn close. That's dude, this I <sighs> now I'm, I'm going to have to follow this story. I am you watching your state. You should figure this down. Yeah, because if it is true, that is just going to be absolutely fucking bonkers. I, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> I want to watch him die. I want to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't want to laugh at the victims, but I just want to laugh watching him die because it's just so fucked up, but it's so genius at the same time. Fuck. It would, oh, man. You know what? I wonder if he could pull off E.T., though, too. He could Something. Kind of pull off E.T. He probably did E.T. Yeah. And then he could just... Oh, dude, you know what? I'm so dumb. Okay. Anyway. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? Sorry, I kind of derailed oh, you there. Yeah. What the hell have you guys been up to? <laughs> just... Dude, I found out some very exciting news today. Or this well, week, okay. I should say. So I, I, don't, I can't remember if I shared it with you guys, so I'm going to share it now. And it gives me so much liberal street cred. I, oh, yeah, you shared it with yeah, me. The yeah. left is going to have to love me now. I found out that not only is my wife an immigrant, but she's also a minority. She didn't even know. She had no clue until we were talking about it this week since we had the baby and everything. That Congratulations, by thank the you. way. Yeah, congrats. Her mother and her were talking. And her mom explained to her, she's like, oh, yeah, you're full Native American. Like, your, your grandfather was full Native American. I was like, damn. Really? So that makes you one-eighth Native American. I am married to a true Pocahontas. Like, not an Elizabeth Warren-style Pocahontas, but a real, yeah. like, one-eighth <laughs> can get government benefits from her tribe, Pocahontas. So here's my question. So you guys already had fucking time for a photo shoot. Damn, yeah. things do, move fast. Does does she uh, does she still have white privilege? No, fuck no. No, she's so, Canadian. Did she have white privilege all along? I'm trying to figure that one out. Mm, does she like Justin Trudeau? No. Okay. No. Fuck no. No. Then actually, yes. If she doesn't like Justin Trudeau, then yeah, she still has her white privilege. Oh, fuck, dude. Monir just sent us a picture. He really does have Yoda right next to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, that was fucking exciting. Um, also, I sent you guys an article earlier this week. Did you see the, the article about the Sheepdog Nation thing? No. What's that? Right. So Sheepdog Nation was a All I a saw website. was a picture of Superman lighting the bong with his laser eyes. Yeah, that's oh, all that I saw, good. too. <laughs> uh, I sent an article a few days ago. I think I sent it on Wednesday? last week and what it is is uh it's a facebook group and it started out as that and then it turned into a, a website and you had to be invited it was for ems and law enforcement and it was basically like a, a group of just ems and law enforcement where they could post stuff about work about that and there were a whole bunch of different kind of like subreddit kind of things on it too like different boards and whatnot but basically the main theme was them talking about shit they like ran across at work or like hey this person like hey, this guy decided it would be a good idea to go walk around a Walmart with a bat and just, like, straight hit him in the back. Like, unexpectedly, I'm just going to go walk around bashing people with a bat in a Walmart. And people would post comments like, hey, this dude should just be put down like the animal he is, yada, yada, yada. But then, it, because it was all cops, somebody ratted them out, and it's turned into this huge investigation. The website's been shut down. There's investigations through all sorts of different police departments and EMS saying it's all racial appropriation and that this is uh, s- systemic racism. Even though there's people of all nationalities on this group, right. it's all of a sudden became very racist and problematic, and it's turned into this huge ordeal. I guess because it's this huge, weird, problematic ordeal that it's now turned into this big, crazy thing. And I remember I, you sending me the link. I remember we talking about it, yeah. Dude, but at the same time, if it was anybody else, it's not an issue. But now because it's somebody that's in law enforcement and has to deal with these scumbags on a daily basis, it's like, all right, now it's not allowed. Well, yeah, somebody who is walking around with a baseball bat in Walmart just straight beaming people in the head probably should be put down like the animal they are. 
Yeah, we don't need people like that. Sure. No, and I, I don't get why everybody's up in arms about it because those are the examples that they're citing. And dude, do you really think these people are going to change their job any differently? Like realistically, man, it's a job. You think they want to lose it? Do you think they want to put their career, their family, their lives, all that stuff in jeopardy? No. Okay, so here's another thing though. Like, where do these people go to vent? Like, what? Where? So well, you know, you hop online. You got you know, I got a garden group. I hop online. I fucking vent. I vent about my day. We talk. Everyone fucking does their thing, and we talk gardening. So the this group of people has a fucking online group that they go to, and they vent. So let them fucking vent. I mean, unless they're saying like, "Hey, I fucking hate you know Asian people, and I like clubbing them," you know that fucking you can't do. That's not okay. And yeah, those people should be called out. But man, let these fucking people vent with each other. Let them have some camaraderie. Like I, I'm not really. You know, they're not hurting anybody. I mean, they're going to say what they're going to say, regardless if we see it or no. They're going to feel how they're going to feel, regardless if we can feel it or no. So what difference does it make if they can say it on a subreddit or in the locker room or via private text? Because if they go out to the website and they make a fake profile and they're completely anonymous, no one gives a shit. But because they've used still an alias or a moniker uh, on these websites... And they're able to be tracked, though. Now they're a little bit different because they know it's law enforcement only on there. Hey, what yeah. if what if the job itself is too much? What if the job mentally fucks you up? What if you the job... just hit it on the head. And, and this is the part that angers me the most. To me, it's absolute bullshit that they go through an academy and they go through all this training. After they leave the academy... They still continue through training. EMS, they still continue their continued education of medicine. They have to have so many credits and hours. So they still have education on the actual skills of their job. You know what the biggest fucking skill is? Is knowing how to use your brain and being able to maneuver through some of the terrible shit that you see. Right. Okay. So in this circumstance, to me, it's absolutely ridiculous that they have to qualify with a gun every six months. But Zero mental evaluation. Thank you. Right. Not mental evaluation. I don't need you to be evaluated. Why? The, the people that every... work at the ATC get mentally evaluated every month, and it's just as stressful of a job. I need, though, you to go in for a therapy session. I need you to go in for one hour every three months. That's it. I pay you for it. It's part of your shift. You start your shift there. You make your appointment, start your shift there, go in for an hour, then go out. If you need more and you, your therapist is prescribing you more, saying, hey, I, I want to see you a little bit more. You've just had some events that happened in your workload that I think might be a little bit more stressful for you that I'd like to talk through. The therapist should have access to the cases that those people have worked so that they kind of know what they're working with. I mean, uh, it's uh, the job itself. It, it's so much the human in that uniform gets exposed to you know like how when do you say enough and you can't leave because of your retirement what if we just cap the job you can't do it for more than five years that way you don't become a career crook and not, never get caught that's really you hard know? to replace them though now yeah, and yeah I, well i'd agree with you i'd agree it's no it'd be like the military instead of fucking fighting pointless wars across the globe to benefit not me because iraq has never fucking bothered me nor you nor anybody Okay, but, you know, why don't we just have, like, the police, just like the military, you get enlisted, you serve for four years, and you're fucking gone, and you cycle. For that, I would say for some people, 
that job will destroy them. They will never be able to be fixed coming out of that. Well, you know, just For like the military, people, there is psych eval, you know? You're right, but I think there's a large portion of people. Dude, as a cop or a medic, you are still seeing as much violence as you would in war. And it's different kinds of violence most of the time. Yes, yeah, domestic. Car ac- but it's domestic, but it's also car accidents. Yeah, door, that's what I meant by and, domestic. You know, people, it's suicide. Like- yeah that kind of stuff kid in a microwave yeah yeah i remember but let's think about this now too because in war you might have a few battles and fights that you're in and even if you do a four-year tour of duty you're maybe looking at how much hours of actually being around that stuff as a cop in a 30-year career how much of that do you see see that's why i want to say just make it a fucking five-year career and then and then you can just go into the private sector after that and yeah. where, where you're not as exposed, you let the youngsters, you know, because when we were young, we, we handle shit. We were in a, you know, we were different. We were more, you know, like we weren't as bothered. Now that you're a father, you know, obviously calling on going on a call, you know. So what you you're see- saying is I, I think your timeline would be a little off because I think five years would almost be impossible. Ten years, I think, would be doable. And you have to be between the ages of 25 and 35. That's fine. So I'll give you That's 25 fine. and 40. Yeah, sure. You know, you got to serve. You, it's not like serving. It's not mandatory, but that's your cap. Like you yeah. can no longer, and you get maybe a small retirement at the end for your service. And then you fucking, you get out young. You can go into the private sector. You can, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would but say that probably this would be shit, a really good idea. Yeah. Seeing this shit. the other part of it is once you're 25, you start to slow down just a little bit. Right. You know, and so you're you're processing a little bit differently. There are places in this country at eighteen year old at eighteen years old you can be a cop. Well you walk into a situation, dude, you have no idea what you're doing. Dude, could you imagine me or you as a cop at eighteen or even twenty one? Oh, awful. Awful. Like you could be a cop at twenty one, but you can't be a limousine driver on Las Vegas Boulevard until you're twenty five. That's ridiculous. That's the dumbest thing in the world. So you can trust me with the AR-15, a gun, and all that, and the radio, and all this, like, classified, like, not classified, but, you know, private information, the public, and the access to, you know, the, the laptop and, and the database. But you don't trust me with a VIP's life in a limo. That's what you're telling me. Insurance right. purpose. Yeah. You, you you're driving lim- around Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. I would be driving him because he'd have a security team. But Right. Uh, you might be driving around like a... Like a Celine Dion or somebody like that. Yeah, you better. Yeah, you know. But I can be in a fucking cop car, fucking rolling code. We, 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 we are going hundred miles per hour. I can do that. Twenty one. While on the radio and trying. While to on the radio and they're, you know, yeah, I love the whole texting is distraction. While they have like a radio, then their personal radio, personal cell phone, the fucking department cell phone or pager, and then a MDT in the car, <laughs> you know. But my cell phone is what's distracting. Okay. okay. It's the dumbest shit in the world. Dude. Yeah, dumbest dude. <laughs> but seriously, like, I feel bad for those cops. Like, take a break, dude. Like, first of all, thank you for whatever you're doing, but take a break because, you know, it's it's too much for your soul, for your own good, not mine. I'm not exposed to this shit. I don't want to be exposed to this shit. And this is why Jake and I saved this topic because these are the exact people who should fall into that voluntary human extinction movement we were talking about. Mm. Yeah, I sent you guys that article. Like, there's a group of people who are voluntarily not having kids because they want humans to go away. Do you see that? No, <laughs> they don't want them to go away. They, I thought they wanted to uh, to limit the population so we don't overpopulate. It wasn't oh, to I... necessarily all go away. 
to me, how I took it, if you're putting the word extinction in there, it was basically like we're going to slowly stop having kids until we have this manageable population. But it sounds like some of the other kind of groups are like, yeah, we're doing this to basically prepare for AI. So we're going to continue to scale back to really be able to not necessarily have to have this crazy huge economy, support all these people. We're scaling back, scaling back, scaling back. And then once AI is able to completely just take over and the singularity gets here, we all jump into AI and, and humans are gone. Man, that's such a pipe dream at this point. But is it? Well, I mean, well, who wants that, though? Like, who wants to live in a machine world? I think it's inevitable. I mean, I really do. As people and catastrophic things happen and it's going to become more digitalized, I, I think it really is going to end up being like the Borg, the best the best of both worlds. You're going to have the best of the machine world and then the body part portions. Man, and, yeah, I'm going to ask you guys this. I'm going to just cut that right off because I this just hit me before I forget to ask. So I listened to a podcast recently that had uh, Bob Lazar on. Oh, Rogan? I haven't yes. listened to that episode yes. yet, man. Yeah, I haven't either, so you uh, can't ask me. Man, you guys... Did I start it yesterday for like two minutes and I fucking got distracted? Well, okay, so that... Some of his shit I, I, I wondered, because I, I went back, because I remember I was a kid then when that was all happening in the 80s. I, I remember that. It was big in our news. I mean, hell, that was... Well, that was the news. That was the news. It, it was. was. Well, George Knapp right. was in Vegas. I mean, he worked for the local channel, and he was a true investigative reporter and ended up becoming like a, a national guy that researched this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, well, so anyway, but that got me to look into that uh, those released documents and footage of the, the Tic Tac sighting off of San Diego. Dude, I watched that. It was, I found it. I'm unfamiliar. So there was a... It was recently released. It was from 2005. Um, the USS Nimitz had numerous encounters on, on a training mission with unidentified objects on their radar. And then they finally had the opportunity to intercept said objects one day. And we they have FLIR footage from the pilots and communication from the pilots that circled this thing for over five minutes. And it actually it circled with them. There was another craft that was under the water that was unidentified. And um, the actual the actual craft that was above the water hovering, and they couldn't see any kind of there was no heat signature, nothing on the FLIR radar. It it mirrored them, and then took off. And they just released those documents, and then it came out that there was a twenty two million dollar project to study, um, or not study, but look into uh, service members that have been seeing shit like this. This isn't a one time thing. And it's called the Tic Tac sighting? It, it, apparently, the thing looked like a Tic Tac. Tic Tac UFO? So, right. Yeah. It, very interesting. Hmm. So, I was just curious. You guys will have to watch, listen to that interview, and uh, I'd be curious to see what you guys think of that. But, man, I just, I start thinking of all these, you know, what, what could it be? What, you know, what are, what are some of the things, you know? And these, these ships they had on radar descending from, you know, the stratosphere to underwater. These things were going underwater, too. And it's like, well, what the fuck are these? You know, what... Well, I'll tell you, so, man, I know I've told the story <clears throat> here about the weird glowing ball I saw up at the gun range. You know, mm -hmm. that we all know the the famous thing about the SR-71 Blackbird. Like, mm -hmm. We don't know how fast it actually goes, but there was a recording of a guy they needed to refuel, and they were over, like, Nebraska. 
and they're like, all right, we got, we'll refuel. We missed this stop. What's the next one? Florida. All right, sounds good. We'll see you in seven minutes. Well, what kind Holy of linked, shit. <laughs> what kind of linked, what kind of linked um, you know, that uh, Bob Lazar story to this, this sighting in San Diego was the fact that these ships moved exactly like the ones that they had on video from Groom Lake. The movement was the same. The technology was the same. So it's just it's just interesting. I was just curious to see what you guys thought, and yeah, I was just thinking of crazy hypothesis, like what the fuck could it could it be? You know, what kind of intelligent shit could there be? You know, I think that's why the X Files was such a huge hit because the X Files came out when all this stuff was going on. When we right, first it's relevant to, to public talk. Yeah, right. and you wonder what the government's hiding from us because I know I was reading. There's there's two things that are a little bit older now. One was they were talking about an aircraft, and they're they're finally at speeds where the materials are. It was made out of like aircraft grade aluminum, and they could not keep the skin from peeling off because it was going too fast, and that's the problem they're working around. Um, the Navy about eight years ago came out with a rail gun that shoots a bullet at Mach 4. Mach 4. Four times the speed of sound. 2,800 miles an hour it shoots a projectile. Fuck. Well, this thing went from zero to gone in under two seconds. What's gone? How, what's that? Gone the, yeah. off the horizon. So when you look out over the ocean. Oh, gone. As far Gone. Or oh, is it is it not gone and it's using some sort of stealth technology? Well, that's a very good yeah, that's an, that there's a good hypothesis. You know, it looks like it's shooting away, and the skin of this, it, whatever it's using as its its reflective surface or a, a, a graphic surface, makes it look like it's shooting out of nowhere. But really, it's just parked right there, and you can't see it. You know, because they have those things now when you're they have like um a shirt you can wear. And it basically, it's like an LED panel, but it looks just like a shirt. And it allows basically to whatever's behind you to show on your front side. So it looks like you're not even there. Basically an invisibility cloak. So they have that already. Huh. Is this just a steroids version of that? Because no one's ever thought about it. I've never heard about that in any of those shows. And that's my hypothesis. Every time I see it, it has, it's a special effect to make it look like it's flying really fast and it's gone. Because your eye is going to travel and track it, and you're going to be like, where did that thing go? Meanwhile, it just disappeared right in front of you, and now it's slowly moving to the left. Oh, that's fucking genius. That could be it. Yeah. Like a fucking gone motherfucker. And then, bam, I'm yeah, still and, 10 feet away from you. And just like a stupid dog, when you pretend to throw the ball, it runs after the ball looking at it, and that's you looking for this thing so flying So is that what fucking space. aliens are doing to us? They think we're dogs? They're just, like, throwing the ball, acting like they're throwing it? Hey, you just said you never thought of it. Yeah. I am a so, dog. Ho, I ho, ho. Link. Yeah, I'll take a look at it. Dude, I'm very excited for the Rogan, though. I'm going to have to read that one. I already pulled up the Tic Tac video and made the uh, made the note to watch All right, that. I'm going to make my notes for the fucking episode about World War One Because I asked them. I'm like, yes. dude, do you fucking live with a... You know how many people died because your grandpa and the black hand of Yugoslavia? He's like, well, I didn't do it. I'm like, well, no shit, but it's in your DNA. Like, yeah, he could be evil. He could be like the next Hitler's grandkid. Yeah, like, dude, your grandpa, like, so many fucking people like died because your grandpa decided to toss that gun to that guy. Well, let's so get many people. Out, let's uh, get him on next week and yeah, yeah. the week after. And if, is he going to be recording with you or are we going to send him a link? No, we're going to send him a link. Okay. Does he have a decent mic? Uh, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll see. All right. All right, guys. Well, we're at an hour. I'll fucking talk to you cool. later, guys. Sounds right. good, man. Have a great right, night. Man. Appreciate you guys stopping by. Talk yeah. to you soon. Right, bye.
Uh, and if you could please follow us on Twitter at TOD Podcast, subscribe to the show. There is a little subscription button there. That is perfect. If you could uh, share that with a friend as well, send them the link to subscribe. That is how we grow the show. Also follow us on Reddit, uh, Thoughts on Demand. I am not dealing with the Facebook shit anymore. I don't like Facebook. Who gives a shit? It's too much work. All right, yeah. guys. Thanks.